global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by CGMA. Employ a chartered global management accountant or empower your finance team with the CGMA program. Learn more at cgma.org slash radio. Fiat Chrysler said its U.S. sales rose 5.6% in April, beating analyst estimates and extending its streak of monthly gains to more than six years thanks to the popularity of Jeep sport utility vehicles and Ram pickups. Nissan Motor also beat estimates, while Ford Motor and General Motors missed. U.S. stocks are falling following the S&P 500's strongest advance in more than two weeks amid rekindled angst over the sluggish pace of global growth and an uninspiring flow of corporate earnings. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 is down 8 tenths percent or 16 points to 2065. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 8 tenths percent or 140 points to 17,749. The Nasdaq's down 9 tenths percent or 42 points to 47.74. Ten-year Treasury up 21.30 seconds. The yield 1.79 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.4 percent or 63 cents to 44.15 a barrel. COMEX gold is little changed up 90 cents to 12.96.70 an ounce. The euro $1.50. 1551, the yen 105.97. Biogen spinning off its hemophilia drugs business into a new publicly traded company. It shares up half percent. And Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta President Dennis Lockhart saying U.S. financial markets may be underestimating the odds of a central bank rate increase in June. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. This is the time of year when the envelopes used to come. You know, for the most part, send envelopes anymore. As uh, as I understand it, college uh, admissions are largely done by email these days. Uh, Stanford University offering admission to 2,063 high school students from around the world. The, the pool of, it, of applicants was 43,997, so your odds not very good if you wanted to be a member of the class of 2020. And if you wanted to uh, be instructed by Nobel laureate Alvin Roth in the science of economics. But he has done some work on how you might increase your chances if you're trying for the class of 2021 20, or beyond. He's looking at game theory and college admissions. And uh, uh, what have you found? Well, you know, college admissions is a congested marketplace during the regular season Colleges have many more applications than they can uh, treat with with full seriousness, certainly many more than they could admit. And so they look for signals not just of how how good your student is, how good you are, but how interested. And so in the regular season, demonstrated interest as a, a signal that you might come if admitted is, is pretty important for, for many, many colleges. Uh, and now we're in the waiting list season, and... Waiting lists are congested, too, for, for a different reason. Colleges don't like to make many offers. They don't want the waiting list process to, to move on into the summer. So so if, if you know a student who's, who's on a waiting list, now is the time to send a signal uh, that they're interested. They're still interested, not just, not just click the box that says they're still interested, but maybe send an email to the admissions office. Because when it comes time to pull people off the waiting list, they want to pull people off who are likely to accept yeah, but out of 43,000 applicants, 44,000 rounded up here, um, it wouldn't be hard, I would think, to find 2,000 who are very interested in going to Stanford. And I imagine that the numbers yeah. are similar for, for other top-flight schools. So how do you stand out 
Is there a way to, to, to game that aspect of it? Yeah, well, Stanford and a few other universities, you know, Harvard and uh, probably Caltech and the Ivy Leagues, and th- those are in a little bit of a special situation. They don't really mm-hmm. look for a signal that you're interested in them. I think we presume that you might be interested in us and, and don't worry about that. But most American colleges, most fine American colleges where you can get an excellent education are not nearly as competitive as yeah. Stanford and Harvard. Uh, you point that out, uh, uh, Professor, and, and of course your work on game theory and how we process within our society is, is so important. The distinction is not accepting the smartest students. The distinction is having no clue what those students will do if you accept them. I take great offense that the media only focuses on three schools, it seems. I I love Margot Cleary in the New York Times. Bowden had 823 applicants one year on the wait list. They accepted 3.5%. Bucknell was worse. They had 1,768 students. That's like the size of Yale's admission. Bucknell on their wait list, and they accepted 2.6%. Is it a scam or is it a rational process? You know, it's not a scam. Colleges have some uncertainty about about filling their Fair. class. You have to remember that, that a college is not just a community of scholars, it's also a hotel. So they need to fill their, their beds Got it. and not overfill them. So uh, so they have wait lists that, that if they if they underfill then they can they can fill up. Uh, so it's not a scam, but it's very hard to get into colleges by the wait list. You know, one of the one of the big disconnects I think in American college admissions is that many students from uh, from non-wealthy backgrounds don't realize how much financial aid is at the uh, top universities and sometimes don't apply. So, you know, if you know a student who who has excellent grades uh, but who can't afford the sky-high tuition that's the list price for, mm-hmm. for Harvard and Stanford, they might still want to apply because – because if you if they qualify for a full ride, as as many students in say the lower income quintile would, um, it might be cheaper than going to local community college. But but I think the those very expensive universities have trouble getting applications from qualified students who who would need the the full ride financial aid. How many does it? Im- uh, let me put it this way: Does it improve your odds to Im- apply to a lot of schools? This comes up because we had this year yet another uh, student, r- remarkable woman out on Long Island, who got admitted to every one of the Ivy schools, and I think she was also admitted to Stanford and MIT. Uh, d- does it does it help your case if you apply to a lot of different schools? So I'm sorry to say that it does. And the reason I'm sorry to say is that's part of what makes the market congested. People are applying to many more schools in general than they need to, but each one is a little bit of a crapshoot. So, you know, if you have a mm-hmm. a 5% chance of, of getting into each of the Ivy League schools and you apply to all of them, that increases the chance that you'll get into one of them. What do you see within our behavior away from the elite schools? I mean, if you eliminate the top 40 schools getting away from Ivy and Stanford on the brain, and if you look at other schools that are frankly really struggling within this mix question, within your research, is it advantageous to apply to many colleges or should you go to a college and say, you're it, this is where I want to go? Is there value to that? You know, there, there's early admission, which causes lots of people to, to decide where to take their silver bullet and, and aim it. Uh, it does make 
college admissions less stressful for people who are admitted early. So if you if your if your student really knows where he or she wants to go, then early admission isn't a bad idea. Of course, that doesn't work well for people who need to be able to compare financial aid offers and things like that. Uh, most early admission is single application early admission. You can only apply to one place early. Uh, but if your student knows where mm-hmm. she wants to go, uh, it does make the senior year of high school a lot less stressful to know where you're going to go early. We love to give perspective on this, folks. The laureate, Alvin Roth of Stanford University, Macaw professor, Stanford University. Thank you. Alvin Roth, really quite good. Mike, what do you think of this? I mean, you know, I think we've I'm all never going to get into Stanford. Yeah, you know. we've all been through it. I, I have a, a distant relative going through it right now. Hmm. Going to you know, rejected here, accepted here at the top top. Oh, schools. it's a tough. It's a tough time, and yeah. uh, you know, it makes it. I, I don't have the yeah. name in front of me, but all, all the more amazing this woman got into. So many incredible colleges. I would suggest, Mike, there's like four or five days a year where there's a shift, the down negative 169 of VIX 16.04. And I don't mean a sense of panic, but just almost a sense of mystery linking together what we've seen the last four, five, six days, particularly out of Japan, with today and Australia. And it just was remarkable, the reaction to Australia. It does seem to be one of those, as you say, trend kind of days where, where people who want to trade away from yeah. the markets have latched onto something they can use to do that. And as Bob Sinch said, you know, it's it's May, so maybe we're we're starting the process of selling and going away. Yeah, the German tenure in seven basis points, point one nine eight. That's a lower yield through the morning. I would watch the German two year to three digits negative point four nine six. Again, getting down near that fifty print. Obviously, equity markets negative 167 on the Dow. Currency markets are actually quieter than they were at 4 a.m. this morning. Oil bears watching. It has been relatively resilient given what we've seen. West Texas 4405 is weaker in the last 20 minutes. Brent 4531 and gold holding up 1300 print. Making big news, twelve ninety six. Something to watch right with now. oil. While, while you were on vacation, Steve Short came on and said he didn't trust the rally, and he was he, he was thinking oil yeah. would go back down again. Well, and, and to that point with Jeff DeGraff yesterday, technically, some of the underlying things I look at, even within bull trends, are as Mister Short says, not confidence building, as well. We we need to say special thanks to our team, Rachel Worsman and. Yu Yen and the others who got brilliant on booking Australia today with Paul uh, Buxton from HSBC and Atul Lele as well from Deltec as well. We leave you with the two girls from Brisbane, the Veronicas.